Glory to God and glory to King Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Jesus Christ is alive. He's the Lord God Almighty. The Lord is one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe. Heaven is filled with His presence, the presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and earth is filled with His presence and glory. Amen. Jesus is the Savior. Humans were born to fellowship with, with God, with Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, we give You this time and I believe with those listening for their needs, for their healing, and that if they're not saved, You'll save them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, send out laborers into Russia and the countries surrounding Russia. In Jesus' name, Amen. This is Wonder and Reality. My name is Jim. This is an evangelistic series to anyone who will listen with an emphasis on heaven, hell, and angels. Something new I've never shared in all the history of this podcast is that um, it's new to this podcast. It's not new information though because it's all in the Gospels. Jesus spoke about what will happen to unbelievers in eternity more than 30 times. And our ministry is still researching this. But I want to give an overview of it. First though, I want to start, I want to use what I call the Oreo effect. I want to start with something really positive and then present this content about hell and then finish with something positive. So, The presence of Jesus is so wonderful, He's beyond human words. In Psalms, He calls it the glorious splendor of Your majesty. The beauty of the Lord. The majesty that... On the 1 to 10 scale of everything that someone dreams of, He's infinity. That's not an exaggeration. If I just give one... If I just say one thing, if I just do one thing in, in, in a message, that's the one thing. Like that's... We don't hear that a lot. Sometimes we, we forget. We do other things that, you know... His presence and glory. And, and it's... How can someone find Him in that way? Just in Jeremiah it says, You shall seek Me and you shall find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. Jesus fulfilled that when He gave the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I can build hunger in someone. I can, But it... 
But we, we cannot ever give someone salvation. We cannot give them the presence of Jesus. That's we, we can use salvation as the benchmark, you might say. It's a mystery of the kingdom that God wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to make it to heaven. He's not... That's in the Bible in, in probably more than a hundred specific scriptures. I mean, there is absolutely no debate. God wants everyone to be saved. But because man is made in, in God's image and likeness, he, that He made man that way, God, even God cannot make someone choose Him. It's completely up to a person. That explains if someone has the objection and says, how can it be that you're saying people end up in hell who are, who are not in the book of life? If they don't believe in Jesus Christ, they end up in hell. How can that be? And that's the answer. It's a very, very clear. Uh, it's a wonderful answer. It's a mystery of the kingdom. It's a priceless treasure. It's revealed right there in, in Genesis. God made humans into His own image and likeness. And whether a, a person believes it or not, their soul, which is 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 priceless and is worth more than all the wealth in of the earth in all of human history multiplied times infinity and and that wealth that i just described is literally nothing compared to their soul their soul is eternal every person is eternal Reinhard Bonnke said, when, when God fills you with His Holy Spirit, you'll recognize yourself. Amen. That, that's, the, that's the answer. Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being born of water in the Spirit. Then getting the baptism. And then there, uh, it's just so glorious. Now there's the other side. And, and, and so... Heaven and hell, Jesus too, probably his two most, the two subjects that he spoke about likely the most. Um, it could be that faith would be second, but the subject that he spoke about the most looks like it, it is heaven. Uh, and then the, the second, the topic that he spoke about, Um, the second most frequent topic that he spoke about is either faith, well, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, which is kind of in that heaven category. Second could be faith, but but up there close is is hell. He and so our ministry, as I said, we've been identified more than thirty places, thirty times that Jesus spoke about both the place, uh, what will happen to unbelievers in eternity, including the place that they will be and what will actually happen to them. Specific descriptions. 
So just a brief overview. We know that it's hell, okay? He also called it a place of torment. That's in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. So he, he said hell seven times and Hades once at least. So that's eight times and then the place of torment. He also called that place the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That's a very prominent one. And that's in Matthew, of course. So that's ten times. Someone may say, what, what are those thirty times? Well, ten of them, that's ten. Then twelve times he said fire, that they will be in fire. Now, um, these numbers are not exact. I want to just preface this by saying th these are not exact. Someone could study the Gospels and find th that these numbers are, um, that there could be more or less. But but he said, um, he used the word fire. I believe it is 12 times. Um, now, now again, the, there's some overlap here because let, let me correct that first number. It's eight times that he specifically said hell or, or actually nine. Hell, Hades, or the place of torment. Eternal fire is that is included in the 12. So that's 12 times fire. That's 20. That's 20 of the 30. He also... Um, now, and I want to emphasize, this is what I'm about to say is something I don't think I've... I've only said this in the last maybe day or two in the, in the history of this podcast, but Jesus spoke about the specific place and then the general... Uh, generally what that person will be under, you know, which is condemnation and the wrath of God, which is in John chapter 3. But also the specific descriptions, such as wailing, gnashing of teeth, um, where the worm does not die. So there's worms. Um, hunger, thirst. I'll get to that in a second. Hunger, thirst, the mourning and weeping. So you understand specific descriptions of what they will be actually what will be happening to them and what they will be enduring. So let me deal with that second category, the, the general things that you might say that they are uh, under. He said in John chapter 3, Jesus said that they that he called it the resurrection of condemnation and that they'll be under the wrath of God. Those are general terms. In Matthew 25 he said everlasting punishment. Matthew 13, he said the wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, something again that I have not emphasized much. For a person to be wailing, they... Let me give the, the general thing. Actually, let me present it this way. 
What does wailing mean? That means that they are screaming and wailing. They have a mouth. They have, and then gnashing of teeth. Well, they, that the teeth are in their mouth. They have their body. So this reveals that they have a body. The only way that someone can wail or gnash their teeth is that they have a body. Matthew 10, he said, destroy body and soul. Fear him who's able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Well, Jesus said it even more plainly there. They have, in addition to having a body, they have their soul. In Luke 6, he said, those who are rich and full and laughing will be mourning. Well, first he said hunger. I believe that, that, that that's first. But woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Hunger. They have their body and they need food, but there's no food. They hunger. And then mourn and weep. They're mourning. They're weeping. In addition to wailing, they're weeping. They have eyes. They have a mouth. They, they have their body. Again, this is another time that Jesus... This is like, what's that? Three times at least that Jesus reveals very clearly that people have bodies. Then in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus reveals so much. So much. This is again, I've, I've spoken about that parable some and I've heard a few people here and there speak about it. But not much. But that parable... In addition to all of these things that Jesus said about hell and what will happen to unbelievers, He gives a specific, a parable with a specific, a person who is in hell and what they are experiencing. He was, He asked for water. There's no water. He was thirsty and there's no water. He asked to go to he asked Abraham and now this is Jesus speaking but he's quoting the rich man who's in Hades who is speaking in the parable he's speaking to Abraham and he says father Abraham let me go and tell my brothers about this place this reveals that that he has his memory of the earth he has his soul how, how can you have memory and, and know and remember your brothers and realize that you want to tell them about hell so that they don't go there? And he's able to speak. This reveals that he has a, he's able to speak. Not only this is another time that it reveals that someone has their body in hell, but also that he has that, that someone has their soul because he has his memory, he's able to think clearly and, and communicate with someone and, and ask them. He said, place of torment. I'm, in this, I'm tormented in this flame. So again, I want to just emphasize Jesus revealed hell, hell and eternity for unbelievers in, in several different ways. Um, 
in it, it could be that he revealed it in all the ways that he possibly could because he said the specific place he said why that place was created it was prepared for the devil and his angels okay he spoke about what they will be under condemnation uh the wrath of God and they, they will be in punishment, eternal, um, descriptive, as I said, descriptive, uh, specific descriptions of what they will be enduring, that they have a body, that they have a soul. And he even gave an example of a specific, I believe that the rich man in that parable, the parable, I believe, rich man Lazarus, I believe it's a true story. It's not a made-up story. It's a true story. There was actually a rich man and there was a beggar outside of his house named Lazarus. And, that, that, and, and so Jesus revealed, um, gave, presented a true story. Uh, uh, I believe it's a true story of someone who actually is in hell. Now, we're not dealing with, with a figurative um, place that... that, that uh, it's not a, a now it, it, he also in other words he reveals a, a, a specific person who is actually in hell and, and some of the things that they are enduring in, in that place of torment and what it's like for them. And, and so now we almost have a complete picture because again in Luke 6 he said hunger. So hunger, thirst, Mourning, weeping, in Matthew, wailing, gnashing of teeth. I mean, he covered pretty much everything. So in modern times, Jesus has revealed hell in even more detail. He's expanded upon what's in the Gospels. Um, and, and, and what is in Mary Baxter's book, A Divine Revelation of Hell, confirms all the things that Jesus said. She, she saw specific people in hell who are enduring exact the same exact things as this rich man um, that Jesus spoke about two thousand years ago, and and one of those nineteen Jesus interacted with nineteen specific people, <laughs> and and at least one of those nineteen people during Jesus took this woman Mary Baxter on a tour of hell for thirty nights and showed her hell and great detail showed her many but many of the places of hell but not all of them and and there's much but but he interacted with 19 specific people and spoke to them and at least one of them asked for water another one asked Jesus if they could go back to earth to, to warn their family about hell the same things that the rich man that's in the Bible, right there in the parable of the rich man Lazarus. And but generally, Jesus told her, "There's many chambers of torment, 
in hell, but all are burned with fire. That's almost, that's a paraphrase, but that's almost a direct quote. He, he did specifically say, all are burned with fire. And in hell right now, it's a very large place that's in the center of the earth, shaped like a body, lying on her back, and it's very, it's enlarging itself, and, and our ministry estimates that there's 50 to 60 billion lost souls in hell. If you can imagine... Um, and there's billions, likely, I could be wrong, but there's likely billions of demons that are in hell, um, collectively in hell, in the pit, and then on the earth. Probably could be tens of billions. Now, let me finish with something positive. Jesus is alive. He's the Savior. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the the wonderful, merciful um, Savior, and He's the Lord God Almighty. He, Jesus is in heaven now, <coughs> likely uh, He is able to come down to the earth, and obviously He can go to hell too. He took this woman to hell. Um, he's, but the but the Holy Spirit is God and He is everywhere on the earth and He is the Spirit of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of the Father. He is Jesus Christ unlimited. Amen. And a great man of God in a, it, it did a teaching, a four-part teaching about the Holy Spirit. One of the things he said that's so wonderful is, is that we have something, believe it or not, that's even better than what the disciples had when they were on the earth with, with Jesus Himself. Because we have the Holy Spirit, God, this Jesus Christ Unlimited, living within us and all around us. To the disciples, um, when Jesus was a man, He was the external Jesus Christ. You know, they... they and when Jesus said, um, let me just read this. This is in John chapter 16. So recommended reading John chapter 16 and 17. <laughs> These wonderful things that Jesus said. Verse, this is John 16, 16. Jesus said, a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. And basically, this, this man of God that taught about this says that, that because we have the Holy Spirit within us and in us and all around us, we don't have to actually see Jesus Christ who's in heaven. We can see Him. We, we can fully experience Him. Amen. And again, someone may say, well, how can I experience this? Just go directly to Him. Seek Him till you find Him. And that and He's the, the wonderful Savior and, and He is the, the, the gift of God and the treasure and the... He's the answer. Amen. There's so much that I want to say about that. 
but I want to encourage you with with the, the following things. It's simple. Reinhard Bonnke said, whether you think so or not, it's simple. Number two, it's a relationship. How glorious it is that we can have a relationship with the Almighty God every day. If, if the most powerful, richest king on the earth wanted to spend 10 minutes with us or an hour, we would do anything we could do to get there to spend that time with Him. And God Almighty, Jesus Christ, offers to spend, be with us all the time, even for all eternity. Now this is also one of the answers uh, uh, of how God has justified Himself to the whole world and to every person. Um, and then number three, that He's glorious beyond description. And so when someone finds Him, they'll know. Oh, they'll know. They will absolutely know. If someone has wondering whether or not they have experienced Him in that way, that just means they haven't. Because when someone does, oh, they'll know. I mean, there just will be... Amen. Lord, I bless the listeners of this podcast. Thank You, Jesus, for bringing the right people to listen to this podcast. I bless the listeners. These are some of the listeners in the last 48 hours. I bless the listeners in Canada, the U.S., in Buenos Aires, Argentina, in Europe, in the U.K., in Ireland, in Glasgow, the U.K., Dublin, Ireland, Frankfurt, Germany, in Arad, Romania, in the Middle East, in Oman, Muscat Oman. We've had listeners in, uh, recently in Egypt and Turkey. In the U.S., Lord bless the listeners. We've got listeners from the East Coast to the Northeast to the West Coast. Well, first in Canada, in Napanee, Canada, and Spruce Grove, Canada. In, in Tennessee, in the U.S., in Tennessee, in Virginia, in Queens, New York, Brooklyn, New York, New Jersey, Columbus, Ohio, in Illinois, in Chicago, and, and, and Addison, in Louisiana, Opelousas, Louisiana, in Richardson, Texas, and in the West, in such places in, as Phoenix, in Los Angeles, in Oregon, in Seattle. And, and many thanks for your prayers about our other platforms as well. People are finding the books. Bless the visitors to the websites, Lord. And I've just checked one of the websites 
actually two websites and bless those listeners in the Ukraine, Turnipil, Ukraine, in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, Bern, Switzerland, Uppsala, Sweden, Moscow, in Tokyo, and in the U.S. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Please visit our main website, wonderreality.org. Thank you for listening and blessings. And uh, let me add, I, um, I pray for the listeners of this podcast uh, podcast in Singapore. In so so these are listeners basically in in the last. 48 hours. Bless the listeners in the U.S., Canada, Singapore, Russia, the U.K., Argentina, Germany, Ireland, Romania, Australia, and Oman. Thank you for listening and blessings.